Hi, Nipi. Hi, Nipi. Hi, Nipi. What's on the winner? Is that Kishina? Hindi Kargi winner. Hanach Nipi. Harajara win. Pinchi. Wangunang Shana. Hamte e harmihe hamche. We wake abra hakewea shanaje. Ikarekcha win. Good morning and greetings from the land of 11 nations. Or as everyone else calls it, Wisconsin. I am doing fantastic this morning, and I sincerely hope all of you are as well. What well, was so much going on in the world today, I thought that maybe we could spend a couple of quiet minutes together, tune out all the noise from the outside world, and just focus on our little piece of it. First off, I just want to thank each and every one of you who spent some of your valuable time listening to this podcast. Time being the second most precious gift that our Creator has bestowed upon us, it is of the utmost importance that I value your commitment and provide you, the listening audience, with the highest quality entertainment that we can provide. I really enjoy reading and listening to the commentary that you, the listening audience, provide us here at the podcast. The feedback, as the kids say, oh man, my dig, I hated that word, kids. Do they have four hoofs and go nay? No, they're children, not baby goats. Never made that mistake again. Give and take, ideas, criticisms that are offered, but in a lucid and concise manner. This is all important to us, to me, as an open forum where we welcome all views from the listening audience. It is of the utmost importance that views that differ from mine are heard with an open mind. Otherwise, I'm operating in an echo chamber which does no one any good. Take what's offered from the podcast and mull it over. Pick it up, look at it from all sides, find the cracks and weaknesses in the arguments, and point them out to us here. So if you want to get in touch with me, ring me up if you have my number. I'm in my office dang near all the time. So if it rings, I'll pick it up. If, on the off chance that I'm preoccupied and I don't answer, leave a message and I'll get back to you ASAP, if not sooner. I'll be making a special offer with uh, YouTube over the next couple of weeks. A little experiment to see, and uh, we'll see how it goes. And I'll get back to you. But feel free to get in touch with us. We'll be monitoring the platform. Uh, I fell off the Chipotle Facebook site this past week. I was a little preoccupied with the YouTube thing. But I'll get back this week. Stronger than ever. Basically, all of my social media sites took a hit last week. Just be aware that the Chipotle Podcast can be reached on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. I'm giving serious thought to trying out TikTok. I mean, maybe the Chinese need to know what's going on in Black River Falls. I don't know. We'll see. President-elect John Greendeer said he wants to make the Ho-Chunk Nation great. I wholeheartedly and unreservedly agree with him. I want the Ho-Chunk Nation to be great. There should not be a man, woman, boy, girl, dog, cat, who does not want our Ho-Chunk Nation to be great. That is where the conversation should begin and end. But what exactly does that mean? I googled up, I googled up great, and here are the first two definitions. Number one, of an extent, amount, or intensity considerably above the normal or average. Second definition, of ability, quality, or eminence considerably above the normal or average. For the whole chunk nation to be take to be great, that's a serious undertaking, one not to be taken lightly. 
It's going to take the entire nation pulling together for one common goal, one common purpose to be great. But really, what the hell does that mean? And how do we get 7,800 people who live all over the country to buy in? Is this even possible? When you're told that something is impossible, is that the end of the conversation? Or does that start a second dialogue in your mind? How to get around whoever it is that just told you that that you, what you can't that you can't do something. Well, let's have that conversation. The first thing we have to do is define what we're talking about. I know what I think of when I say I want the Ho Chunk Nation to be great, but sure as I'm standing here, I'll bet my definition isn't the same as John Green Deer's or yours. Well, let's examine a couple of alternatives. We have two streams of travel down financially and culturally. Culturally, cultural greatness is nebulous because it's subjective. We don't know what it means or encompasses until we look back. We don't see it as a high cultural high water mark as we're living in it. Is it defined by adherence to the traditional aspects of our nation? Is it defined by the traditional by the introduction and common uses of our language? Is it learning all of our familial connections so we can all introduce each other correctly? Is it learning to hunt, tan hides, forage, and make traditional clothing? Is it learning to sing all the old songs and dancing in regalia at powwows? Or is it having a smooth and efficient administration working in the tribal office building? Is it developing a bureaucracy that is so efficient that we have people working on problems before they even occur? Cultural greatness is obviously something for our people to aspire to. I just don't think it's ever been called upon to achieve at scale. We have individuals who achieve greatness in some aspect of their lives, but we are never so rude as to point it out. We all see it as a personal matter, or at least I do. Once this individual seeks to rise above the ordinary in any chosen fur, we defer to that person on his journey. I've known a few, and I know a few, but to call the entire nation out on his quest, that's quite an undertaking. To treat greatness in a bureaucratic setting is monumental in the asking. The tasks given are little more than routine at times, and for the individual to strive to provide service to unseen and quite possibly uncaring and entitled applicants is tiresome. So the leadership of bureaucracies has to be outstanding to motivate service providers to carry out their tasks despite the lack of public and private acknowledgement. To serve all applicants in a democratic fashion Everyone deserves help, not just friends, family, and those politically connected. It's got to be a wearisome and unrewarding at times. To meet goals and stay within budget constraints, to run out of funds and answer those phones still, and emails and look to help for, look for help for people on the other end of these phones is almost a Sisyphean task. Greatness in this arena is almost never congratulated or lauded, and yet, once achieved, it functions without notice. Now, greatness in financial matters. Here is where it's tricky. We all know about money and business, and yet almost all of us know nothing about money and business. We all know someone who's loaded financially. Great job, great profession, big house, buku vacations. But how does this scale for the nation? It doesn't. No, what it will take is a top-to-bottom retrofit of our thinking. A we have to look at our Section 17 corporations for what they are, or what it is, a tool for wealth creation, and to use it accordingly. 
Since its inception, we are basically on a fourth iteration of 12 clans. When the corporation doesn't work, we all know it and we clamor for change. This last change was done in-house because progress wasn't being met in the expected time. B. We have to separate business from government. You don't hire a committee to fix a car, replace a heart, or build a bridge. You hire the best mechanic you can afford, you hire the best heart specialist in the region or country, and you look for an engineering firm that has a track record of quality work. This DIY financial kit doesn't work, and it has never worked, and we have the track record to prove it. It's crazy when you look at the two competing philosophies. 12 Clans has a change of philosophy, and a change of management occurs rapidly. Our legislature really hasn't accomplished anything in diversification in over 60 years, but we continue to plot along almost aimlessly. I say it's two things. We don't have professionals at the helm, and we are running a business with a committee that has zero experience. Greatness in finance will take a huge leap in faith and practicality. If President-elect Greendeer hopes to achieve greatness in the business sphere this time around, he will have to take the bull by the horns and demand the legislature finally acquiesce and relinquish all business. Can President-elect Greendeer lead our people into greatness? Seems he has a large backing of the Ho-Chunk populace, and if they all buy into his dreams, perhaps we can move our nation forward. As of right now, I completely back his idea of making the Ho-Chunk nation great. The devil is always in the details, so we'll have to wait until his inauguration to see what his plans are. I, for one, am looking forward to see what he means and how he plans to do it. Good morning. I have uh, Lance Stecker with me this morning, uh, formerly candidate from uh, Area 3. How are you doing today, sir? Great. How are you, Shelby? Really, really good. Um, well, I invited you on the podcast. We kind of do a quick, uh, well, not a quick, but just a post-election analysis. Um, first off, I just want to say congratulations and uh, thank you for uh, putting yourself out there and running for office. We need uh, we need more people like that. Um, I think uh, getting your name out there is different. Just putting your name on the ballot is different than actually getting out there and running, uh, meeting the people, going to meetings. Um, how many, how many forums did you attend physically? Uh, I was at, well, I physically attended one and then I was, uh, on one online. I believe that was in lacrosse, um, for, for, for forums to attend. What did you, uh, what did you think of that, uh, for that, uh, the two formats? I mean, was it conducive to the, um, candidates or was it just something that was kind of need, needs a little tweaking? I I think that the idea of having the forums and, and getting the ideas out there for the candidates and, and for the um, members to realize what they're trying to go for, great ideas. Um, yeah, it does need a little tweaking. Um, some of the questions that were asked um, were kind of irrelevant for 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 candidates but um I, I think that yeah like a little bit more tweaking and i and i think it would really uh be beneficial for everybody the, the candidates and the, the members to, to realize that we are we're out here to try to do a job and, and to understand who would be the best qualified for it 
Yeah, I think breaking it up between the presidential candidates and the legislative candidates might um, might help out because you guys might have a chance to uh, answer a few more questions in depth. Yeah, there was there was quite a field this year. I mean, it's being a, a, a first year member. I'm, I'm basically coming up the first year that I've been enrolled um, and, and realizing, wow, this is uh, pretty overwhelming. But it was it was exciting at the same time, and I have met so many people and introduced to, to many others. And wow, what an experience it was! And uh, I'm I'm planning on throwing my hat in, in in two years. Well, as you campaigned and kind of went over it and talked to different people, what did uh, what you learn about the wants and needs of the Ho Chunk people that kind of differed from your perceptions when you first jumped in? Um. I think that the wants and needs of the people are, are basically wanting to, to know that after the, the 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 virus that went through the pandemic, how, how are we going to be prepared if another one comes through? And then there's a lot of concerns about um, what what can we do to to move forward and and be ready for something like that. Uh, and the other things was uh, employment. What are we doing with uh, trying to uh, retain employment or, or hire more people when we're kind of paying almost substandard wages. Um, a lot of the meetings that I did attend, uh, committee meetings and everything else, it, a lot of the employees are like, you know, we need to, to, to kind of increase the, the wages a little bit. We're, we're really suffering here and, and other opportunities are presenting themselves and it's not with the Ho-Chunk Nation. So, what can we do to um, make it so that we can, you know, afford to live? So I, there, there was a number of issues that were that are basically uh, needed to be resolved, and, and that was kind of the reasons why I, I decided to run is that I, I think that I could have helped make a difference. Well, you entered as a write-in. You kind of got in super late. Um, that had to be a detriment because your name wasn't on the ballots. Um, sounds like you're going to run again in the future. Is that going to, are you going to be able to jump in earlier? <laughs> Hindsight's always 2020. Exactly. Uh, uh, that, that, that was, that was just it. My, my name wasn't on the ballot and, uh, and going as a writing candidate and to try to make it to other areas to introduce myself and, and get myself, uh, known out there. <laughs> I hate to say Mother Nature had a, had a hand in that because every time I wanted to, to get out, there was a snowstorm coming through uh, at, at one area <laughs> or another, and it's like, oh, man, I just can't get out there. But it's uh, it's 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 nature of the beast, and and what I need to do is is be uh, look be a little more prepared and um and uh, yeah, do the proper paperwork and and get it out there. Uh, congratulations to John Green here for going as a write-in candidate and making it all the way as, as uh, president-elect. So it, it was, uh, that was interesting too. Yeah. Well, um, let me ask you, what lessons did you learn about campaigning in Ho-Chunk uh, country versus uh, what you see in um, just uh, general elections? Well, um, I'm, I'm finding out that, that family, um, family really, Kinda comes first to a lot of people when it comes to an election. Um, 
it's it's fine, but is it really the qualified person to actually do the job to help the tribe move forward? And it was uh, that's one one thing that really that, that makes a big difference between any other election or or between tribal elections. So, um, again, getting my name out there, getting getting people to know what what I'm trying to shoot for is is what I need to get done and uh, hopefully uh, make it in two years. Now, you ran in District 3, which really isn't the hub of the Ho-Chunk Nation, but it's darn sure in the family photo. Um, what are the primary issues that you saw that concern the area? Um, is it just uh, employment, or are they looking at different things there as you know you went through it? So, in, at least in the Madison area, it, it's the employment Um that the employees are, are not really um, get, getting the, the the wages needed to live in the Madison area. The, our economy is like really high here, and it needs to. Uh, it, it's a little bit different right now. Um, with between Milwaukee and Madison, it costs more to live here in Madison than it does in. Milwaukee, so uh, it's it never was like that before, but now it is, and and that was one of the main concerns that they have here. Um, other than that, it's it's a really decent area, and uh, like I said, I never really got over towards Milwaukee or or the Green Bay, uh, Wittenberg area, um, Wisconsin Rapids. That you, I know the District Three is a huge area. Um, but that's one of the things that I, I plan on doing is, is basically just start scouting around and, and get more information and, and start meeting more people. Well, seeing how we brought up Madison, um, concerning your particular job, you're a carpenter. And um, there is lots and lots and lots of work for carpenters right now. How can we, how can you um, help out the tribe? in that particular area? I mean, are there um, outreach programs from the Carpenters Union for uh, Wongshiks or Ho-Chunks in particular? Um, is that something that you could uh, help the nation with? I think so. Uh, in fact, there's there's a couple travel members that are union carpenters. There's um, probably about uh, six or seven of them that uh, can't really think of them offhand, but that are... Uh, union carpenters and that you know in fact one of them just completed their apprenticeship or soon to be completing their apprenticeship but it's it's something that uh, is available uh, for tribal members I have uh, uh, worked with um, uh, a relative that uh, works here in Madison and tried to promote some of the things that we do here as, as carpentry and, and the opportunities that are out there for, for people to get signed up and, and try to uh, get, get hired. Uh, right now here in the Madison area, we've got, well, our Madison local is over 1800 members. Uh, our out of work list is about 30 and, and going by that little small of a number, uh, it's just basically uh, either uh, some of them are in, in classes because we do have a four-year apprenticeship and they do go to classes for one week, or you've got uh, people that just 
are, are looking for some time off right now and, and just sitting at home. But uh, right now they're, they're just screaming for people to, to come work. And uh, whether it's, uh, you do concrete work or steel studs and drywall, solar field work, uh, interior finish, uh, there, there's there's a lot of work out there. So um, it, it's a great opportunity if, if somebody's interested in doing that. Um, but it's it's definitely a, a great career that uh, I, career path that I chose. Excellent. Uh, let me get back to the campaign. Now you waged your campaign basically online because of the weather and um, just the sheer uh, area. Um, you entered the race also with uh, little name and facial recognition. Um, going into the next election, do you think you're going to be doing the same thing, or what's going to change? How are you going to change your uh, name recognition? Right now, um, I am in the process of uh, changing my name. I was adopted at birth, uh, and that's that's why I just became a tribal member here in April. Uh, I, when I was adopted, uh, there was no uh, name on the birth certificate from from my parents and stuff. So uh, through DNA and researching, I. I basically tracked down uh, my biological parents. Um, my mother's a Makade and, and my uh, my father is uh, uh, Ron Anwash. And so right now, uh, to grant his wishes, and since I'm the, excuse me, the last, uh, last in line, uh, we're in the process of changing my last name along with my family, um, basically hyphenating it. So it'll be Decker Anwash. And uh, not using, not doing as a campaign ploy or anything like that, but it, it's just something to honor him um, and, and the family. So that's good. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that 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 does help, but it's it, that's not the whole entire reason to change the name. But it's it's I just, I just want to honor the families and stuff. So that, that's that's the reason. So hopefully that that helps give a, a, a name recognition. I know. Um, when I talk to people and they find out who your your family is and who your your judge is, and they're like, "Oh, he's a good man." So I did. That's it makes me glad to hear that you know he's he's well respected. So okay, you did a lot of work online. Um, is that something you're going to be doing in the future? I mean, that seemed to. I mean, people knew who you were, kind of like I don't know if they they didn't vote for you, but at least they knew who you were. Is that something you see working for you in the future? I think so. Um, it, it, it definitely helps um, to to basically, you know, get that information out there and try to, you know, you know when people want to get online and research. I mean, we are a curious people and want to try to figure out what's going on or who, you know, where they stand for or what, what are they talking about. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's an advantage. But I, a lot of times, in person is is just as just as uh, profitable too. So I think both hand in hand, uh, doing both in person and online uh, campaigning will, will be in the future. Excellent. Let me uh, bring it around here. Um, you mentioned it earlier, but uh, President-elect John Greendeer has publicly stated that uh, he wants to make the whole chunk nation great. Um, in your opinion, what does he mean by that? And uh, are you all in? 
think the Ho Chunk Nation's always been great. Um, I, I think uh, we could we could probably make a, a step in, the, in a, a different direction um, after this pandemic. I, I think we can we can we could probably turn the ship around and, and try to um, become a, a better a better nation. Um, but to understand what he's trying to, to, to get at, I believe uh, I'm on board. Um, I think uh, I think the way we have been going, uh, granted the, the pandemic didn't help matters at all for, for anybody, but I think we can, there, there, there's got to be a better way than, than where we're going right now. Let me... Um... Let me submarine you here. Um, how you doing with your Ho Chunk language? Uh, it's. it's <laughs> I, I can. I, my Jaji tells me, you know, certain words and stuff that I kind of say wrong and stuff. I, I, I haven't been practicing as I should. Let's put it that way. All right, eighteen minutes a day. That's what we're looking for. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of the uh, language programs, but they've got a lot out there, and they're really, really doing great work. And um, I just had to—I I had to throw you under the bus on that one. I'm sorry. I should. <laughs> I'm in the same boat you are. Be, uh, just to uh, basically get myself in trouble. Let's put it that way. It's—I uh, it, have taken language classes in the past, and and um, I've taken it with. Uh, Cecil Garvin, um, back here in, in Dijop. And, uh, I know one of the times we were in class and, and, um, he was asking me a question and I was supposed to reply in Ho-Chunk and, and I gave the answer. <laughs> when I gave the answer, I kind of made it sound like it was a question. And he goes, Hey, I can't, I asked you a question. I didn't ask you to question my, my question. <laughs> Sorry. I, <laughs> Well, so I, it's uh, it, from that moment on, I even realized it's like, okay, that, this is you got to take this a little seriously, and you you, you got to be confident in your answers. So good to know, good to know. All right, let me uh, let's wrap it up here. But um, I like the you know just give you the floor, a couple minutes, you know, uh, say anything you need to say that crosses your mind. Uh, you got the mic. Go ahead. All right. Well. Uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to basically get my name out there. I, again, I know hindsight's always twenty twenty, and that as a writing candidate, I didn't really have uh, the, the the name or any sort of uh, recognition of, of what I did. But I basically just wanted to give it a shot, uh, see what happens, um, try to make a difference, and. Um, and, and just basically help out the Ho-Chunk Nation. And right now I, I look at it as uh, two years, I can, I can make a go at it and uh, uh, help help continue moving the tribe forward. Uh, I, I think the, we, can, we can do better and, and um, I'm willing to help. All right. Thank you. Once again, it's Landstecker, Awash. Uh, and wash and wash i had that in my notes and i still screwed it up <laughs> um thanks for your time and um uh, good luck on uh your future uh opportunities thank you all right 
seldom come on a podcast and publicly laud someone. It usually can be seen as self-serving. But I wanted to pass on congratulations and major kudos to two outstanding members of the Ho-Chunk Language Department, Cecil Garvin and Shane Yellow Thunder. The University of Wisconsin-Madison will tend to award an honorary doctorate degree this May to Mr. Garvin, who has devoted much of his professional life to the preservation and promotion of the Ho-Chunk language and culture. Mr. Garvin was jointly nominated for the honorary degree by three entities on campus, in Wajig, which is a group of faculty, stu- staff, students, and alumni committed to bringing visibility and lingu- linguistic justice to indigenous languages at UW-Madison. The second and third organizations being the American Indian Studies Program and the Languages Science Program. Mr. Garvin will be conferred the Honorary Doctor on Humane Letters degree at the Spring Commencement Ceremony at 5.30 p.m. on Friday, May 12th. Mr. Garvin is the primary author of many of the language materials presently used in K-12 K education to teach Ho-Chunk. He co-authored a foundational Ho-Chunk language text and workbook for adults. He contributed to remote learning tools such as the Ho-Chunk Nation's learning le- uh, language learning app and the online dictionary. In full disclosure, the Ho-Chunk language and text workbook for adults and the online dictionary have been game changers for me. For someone such as myself who was far from the Falls, Toma, and Dells, the workbook was a godsend for helping trying to learn the language. But the introduction of the online dictionary was truly inspired. In my small manner, I just want to say thank you to Mr. Garvin for all the years of work he has put forth, both teaching and promoting the Ho-Chunk language. The doctorate to be conferred is truly warranted. Turns out a quality product also. The second individual I'd like to publicly loud and congratulate is uh, Shane Yellow Thunder. His Hoyt A videos are truly above average work. I hesitate to use the word great because I think his uh, truly great work will be done in the near future. It's hard to quantify excellent work when it comes to videos. I mean, all of us see so many of them day in, day out, but Mr. Yellow Thunder's videos are seamless. The quality of editing blends one subject to another without any jarring moments. His use of different screens and backdrops, his use of different drops. I'm trying to sound like I know what I'm talking about when I really don't. I just wish I knew the jargon and the nomenclature so I could describe to you why his work is so good. Watch the video first and enjoy it for its content. Then watch the videos a second time for their technical merit. Uh, I think you'd be amazed at just how much work is done for a 30-second clip. He keeps the visuals exciting by constantly changing the screen and puts lettering in so you don't get bored. I know, it's a 30-second video. How can you get bored? Believe me, you can get bored and scroll if the content isn't interesting. And Mr. Yellow Thunder keeps the content interesting. My favorite part of his last video, uh, Why Not Geno, was his deep and slow voiceover. It resonated. I listened to it a second and third time, and it cracked me up while I was taking notes. The narration totally underscored the visuals. And if you listen to the background music, you can hear it rise and fall when he's making his points. Kudos to Shane Yellow Thunder on his work with the Hoyt Day program and all of the quality work on his videos. Only one member of our language department is receiving an award in the upcoming weeks. But it's just a matter of uh, time before all of them will be receiving accolades. The language department has many quality people making fresh content for all of us to learn how to speak Ho-Chunk. 
this is an example of the Ho-Chunk Nation working towards greatness, I'm definitely all in. Once again, kudos to Mr. Cecil Garvin and Mr. Shane Yellow Thunder for all their work and dedication. <laughs> <laughs>